Hello, and thank you so much for joining us again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I'm your host. My name's Jack. Oh, and you can probably already tell it's yet going to be just another unusual episode as I get back into it, as I gain up steam, as I kind of fill in some potholes uh, going on. But I I did want to be a bit more consistent as we get there, and I did want to talk to you. Tell you what's going on. Hey, just real quick, every everybody out there who wished me a better year and better luck, and I was like, oh, I really hope Jack has better luck and everything in 2024. Stop. <laughs> just, just, just wish it on somebody else that you don't like, <laughs> or because we don't know collectively through science how luck works. Uh, wish harder, because uh, uh, apparently the the curse delta is quite strong. So, getting back into it, feeling better and better, getting into daily life and doing all kinds of things that are just great signs. I'm listening to new music again, uh, instead of just putting on playlists, uh, music with lyrics again. That one's kind of a weird one admittedly, but it's a good sign because I switched to, I switched to lyricless music, right? I switched to ambiance or whatever you want to call it. Uh, When I'm writing or if I'm really concentrating on something or it's quite good for reading or eating, right? I guess I I listen to a fair bit of ambience, right? (laughs) Now that I'm saying it out loud. Those are the activities I use it for. I have not been listening to music with lyrics for a while now, a long while now. But I've been pulling it out. It's been nice getting back into that feeling and knowing it's coming around. It just, it's, I can feel the gears switching, right? Because I'm going back and forth now. Like, oh, this is music that I do, that I listen to when I do chores. This is music I listen to when I'm relaxing. This is music I listen to when I'm writing. It's coming back. It's It's been nice. Uh, the leg is not at the point where I feel 100% ready to, like, cook, cook. But I've been cooking again. I've been making new recipes again. I finally, and you're, you're all going to hate it, Right? I finally got my cottage fries just like perfect. And why cottage fries? Because they're easier. Because you can just, and then it's done. Next potato. All right? Why do I want cottage fries to be perfect? Because I'm a creature of simplicity at the end of the day. The less, the least amount of moving parts that you can have, the best. The best. The best machines have the least parts moving. Ah. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So, how do you make the perfect cottage fry? Says a man coming out of depression that he learned how to make them in depression. You're going to hate it. Like, I know how little you want to cook. And I know this because when I talk about how I make tea in a saucepan with herbs and spices and I put them in there, that's easy. That takes three minutes at most. Now, I'm talking like the water. I'm talking cleaning it up. I'm talking all... That's three minutes. That's nothing. And yet, when I talk about making tea in a saucepan and like grinding up some nutmeg or something, you'd think I was talking about some kind of crazy fucking ritual. What? 
Here's the thing. The last time some of you went to a fast food place for just like a quick coffee or whatever, right? Last time you went into a place for a drink, there's a good chance you waited longer than three to five minutes just to get served. There's lines out the fucking ass everywhere. I see, I see them even. So it's baffling to me, right? Someone like, no, 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 that's too much work. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get my keys. I'm going to go to my fucking car. And in my car, I'm going to drive. Maybe I'll remember the drive there. Maybe I'll be thinking about the Barbie movie or something like that, and I'll just magically appear. Either way. <laughs> then I will spend 3 to 20 minutes, depending on what's going on that day with staffing and the line and the order and is there some fucking YouTuber in front of me who just muck-banged or whatever. Right? That's just, we're just, we're all just slaves to those fates these days. And then you get your drink, and then you have to drive back home, and you're like, yay. So I get it, all right? I do. When I don't want to do something, going to McDonald's sounds a hundred times fucking better than doing it. I get it. I understand. But on the other hand, I don't get it. Because I get the McDonald's way every once in a while, but what I mostly am is like, oh, fuck, that's too much work. Fuck that. I have to talk to somebody. That's a step for me some days. I, I, I don't know if I want to spin that percentage of a spoon talking to someone through a box and then acknowledging their presence as I go by the window because they're too busy talking to somebody else through the box. Yeah. So I get it. But here's how you make the perfect cottage fry. Ready? It's, you're not going to do it, but it's absolutely true. You slice them up into your little circles, right? You, it's, it's soak is step one. You put them in some ice water. You put them in some refrigerated water in your fridge overnight, at least eight hours, up to 24. I think anywhere between eight and 12 is probably the sweet spot, but I'm not testing around that much. Ready? Okay. You pull them out and you don't dry them off. You just throw them in a colander, all right? You just strain them. But then you blanch. What is blanching? You boil water like you're going to cook something. But then, because, because you're a professional, right? Right? You do something that looks like you're going to do one thing, but then you do another. So instead, you boil water like you're going to cook the potatoes. But then instead of cooking the potatoes, you throw them in there. And you act like you're going to cook it. You threaten them. You're like, ah, I'm going to leave you in there. Yes, I am. I and then you turn your back. Very important that you turn your back a little bit. Ah, I'm going to do it. And this tricks the potato, right? The first part is science. You soak it overnight to get the starch out. That's why you do it. Why you soak it? Overnight with the cold, soaks out the starch. The cold's better. Uh, and then also preserving the food from bacteria and all the blah, 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 blah. Okay, right? That's, the second is just purely psychological warfare. Once the potatoes are convinced that you are actually boiling them, they'll start cooking in a way that they're not supposed to. Like, okay, all right, he wants to boil us. That means that we want to come out at a certain kind of softness. So we're going to go way faster. We're going to fuck those plans up, boys. Ah, but then you come back about 90 seconds later and you fish them out. Oh, they made a classic mistake. They have all the eyes in the world to see the tactic, but not the brains to fight it. All right? So you just take them out. Now they're not blanched. And then it's fry, fry. 
What? It's not three steps, Jack? Mr. Mr. Simplicity? No, it's Fry Fry. And this is a very funny thing, because when I first learned about double frying your potatoes at home, it was introduced to me as the Korean method or the Japanese method. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, why not? I mean, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like, it, it, makes, it legitimately makes a lot of sense to me that if a cuisine goes to a culture later, right, that they actually might have improvements on it because they, have, they don't have the same cultural uh, attachment, but they have all new cooking techniques and technology and what have you, right? So it actually totally makes sense if a, if a culture is late at adopting. I was like, okay, sure. They adopted the fried potato later, so they, they've invented a different way. You know what, motherfuckers, I found out? You can, you can find 1970s American cookbooks talking about the double fry method. There's nothing new about it. There's nothing Asian about it. I don't know where it started, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing you. Just, you know, new world crop potato oils, look at the size of the average American gun owner, you know, just just throw it all together. Uh, we can take a guess. We may not reach the right conclusion, but we can surmise reasonably. <laughs> so it's double fry. You fry the potato. And again, there's lots of different techniques on this one. Some people swear you, oh, you have to, you, oh, the first fry is the short fry, the second fry is the long fry. Other people reverse it. Oh, well. I say, with the air fryer at least, don't overthink it, man. You fry those lovely little circles for about 15, 20 seconds on anywhere between 380 and 400. It's going to depend on your model. And you want to get them to the point that they're nice and just a little bit brown. But they're definitely still undercooked. You want them more cooked from where they are. That's where I think you should pull them out. And then just leave them at room temperature. And then I'll cook whatever else I'm going to be cooking in the air fryer. Like, is chicken breasts the other night. Right? So I throw in my chicken breasts because they didn't have chicken thighs. I'm a thigh man through and through, but that's not what they had. So I threw them in there, right? A little smoked paprika on top, a little cayenne pepper, a little black pepper. I take, I take whole black peppers these days, and I push them into the skin, and I hit them with a mallet. Ta -ta 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 -ta. That's how I do it. Uh, trying to get back in shape, so of course, I'm talking about fried potatoes. But it's an air fryer, and it's not a deep fry, and the skin's on, so they're not that bad. And then I'm having them with chicken, and then, like, I'll throw some broccoli in the last couple of minutes or something like that in the basket as well. Shazam! And then I got a nice, tasty dinner. But, again, you throw the potatoes in again while you're letting the chicken and the broccoli come uh, to room temperature, and you fry them up. So it's soak, blanch, fry, fry. And I have great potatoes every time. There you go. Why'd I talk about all that? Oh, just to... Just to kind of show you that I really am kind of in it to win it, and I'm coming back to it. And, ah, it, it's it's uh, it's a little embarrassing, but it it is where my attentions have been. It's nice to be able to do little things, like apologies, body alert. Kind of can't believe I ha I, I have to do that kind of thing, like body autonomy alert. Uh, given the subject matter of this podcast, ladies. But, like, do you know how nice it is just to be able to drink as much herbal tea as I want before bedtime? I had to stop. 
I had to stop drinking as much herbal tea as I wanted because pissing in a fucking reconstruction ankle boot is a nightmare. But not anymore. So now I'll drink, and it's just a small thing, but just like, oh, I'm gonna go pee on my way to bed. It's not gonna be an ordeal or anything. It's just, yay, I'm going to sleep. It's nice. It's very, very nice. <laughs> so little things like that, like music and cooking and just in trying to enjoy the day, that's where I'm at. But Jack, if that's where you're at, where the fuck's all my fucking work that you fucking owe me, you fucking bastard? I hear you. So that's, that's the good news, and I just want you to keep in mind that that's the good place, and that's where I'm at and where everything's going right now. Uh, but here's why I'm asking you to please stop sending your luck my way the way that you're sending it. So I got an ear infection right after recording, right after. I mean, within 36 hours, right after uh, putting up the previous podcast saying I'm back and I'm in it, blah, blah, blah. And it just, it wasn't a bad one, it wasn't a painful one, it wasn't a damaging one. It's still going on a little bit, but it's not, it's, again, it's not that kind of issue. I'm, it's already all suppressed, it's bacteria, blah, 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 no, no medical worries. But what it is, is deep down inside, I've still got some fucking earwax, and it made it so hard to record, because I couldn't hear out of my, my right ear, I couldn't speak really 100%. Again, not pain or anything like that, but the it, it's just, it's hard to explain, but there's like a little bit like a sandpaper feeling, and it's fine. Uh, I, I, you know, ear, nose, and throat, doctor, blah, blah, blah. So I have to just keep putting my head on my side for 15 to 20 minutes a day like I'm in time fucking out, like I'm not just crawling out of a massive depressive episode. I wasn't doing that to myself every day anyway. Now I'm going to have to do it and just sit on my side and I have to put hydrogen peroxide, uh, except they don't call it that because uh, chemistry, but basically hydrogen peroxide in my fucking ear and sizzle away. And it's chiseling away at it, but they're like, I'm like, how long does this take? Well, you do it once or twice a day until it's gone. Well, how long? It's like, oh, you know, us usually a week, sometimes two. Can last a month or one. Ah, so I'm chiseling. Uh, it's really taking a little bit out of the music sales. So, you know, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. What's the best way to make God laugh? Tell them your plans. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just, it's very true. Our intent is just not how things work out. So I've been, I've been grappling with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost all the way better on that front. Uh, and now brace yourself, because some of you are going to have a little bit of a difficulty with this one. This is, this is not a joke. It's a little bit of hard news. I promise everything's okay. And I promise everything's going to be okay. Um, but this one, this one kind of stinks. Uh, and I, I felt a little bit bad about it. But uh, the realization has come that Mrs. Kitty is, is deaf, D-E-A-F, spelling that out and giving it a second so that you can process and not think that it's the other short term that begins with a D. Um, and I didn't notice, and that's what I feel bad. I don't feel bad that she went deaf. I feel bad that I didn't notice because she started 
running to like other rooms and like screaming bloody murder. And I just thought this was some old cat thing. And in fact, after she did it for a little while, I thought, oh no, she's starting to get that kitty's Alzheimer's thing. One out of ten fucking cats gets like a kitty's Alzheimer's or so. I'm like, oh no, she doesn't know who I am or where I'm at. And I'd call her and she wouldn't come and I'd go, oh no. But I, I realized she was deaf and I realized the hearing was probably mostly gone uh, as recently as July 4th, 2022. That's when I realized that she wasn't reacting to fireworks the way that she always had. And I'm like, mm, she's just chilled out, right? Just, just dumbly. Um, but anyways, I, I mostly called her and, and scolded her or, or whatever, instructed her. Uh, vocally, I would make noises, etc. Uh, and that's how I trained her. That's how I treated her and everything. And of course, in case of emergency or what have you, uh, that was the plan. Uh, which, which leads me, unfortunately, to the next little uh, hiccup that we faced. Um, and again, everything's okay. This is going to be a little scary for some of you. And it definitely was for me. And it's kind of why I'm a little bit PTSD right now, a little bit withdrawn. I'm coming out of it for this recording. Uh, and then I'm going to go right back into it, right? Um, this, this, is, this is where PTSD excels. This is, this, is, this is the unfortunate aspect of a mental illness. It's like, yeah, but this is the beneficial portion. So please understand. Um... Normally, this wouldn't be such a big deal at all. This situation has happened to me a number of times in my life. Not quite like this one. But between the leg, um, between taking all the time off work, and then between the deaf cat, I I need you to keep in mind that I'm laxing. I'm a bit high. Just a bit. I'm having a nice time. And then... About 1.15 in the morning, I hear the unmistakable sound of my metal security front door being impacted rapidly. My doorbell uh, shorted out not so long ago. I don't know when, because it shorted out. So I'm sure the person was trying to hit my doorbell now and that that was out. But at the time, it's real difficult to tell if someone's knocking on a door or if they're trying to get a piece of metal like a crowbar underneath it and wrench that motherfucker open. So, I'm at peace. I'm in, I'm in, I'm thankfully in my boot. I've got my cane and everything next to me because I'm a little PTSD anxiety case for life. So I'm always kind of prepared. So at least next to me is a charging phone and everything I need. The cat's deaf, and the cat's sitting in a chair near me, and that's important. So I hear the bang, 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 and I legitimately assume that this is someone trying to to come in. Been a spate of break-ins lately, so I assume that's what this is. I jump up, I grab my cane, I run forward, and I yell out, get the fuck out of here. Uh in a slightly sterner tone. And I hear someone yell something back. 
which is not at all what something what someone's going to do if they're breaking in. <laughs> Right? So I'm immediately going from beast mode to uh, 25% beast mode. There's a real, there's an immediate like, ah, uh, and then I hear, I, I, uh, at them, and then I, I hear, back, and it's immediately like, okay, that's not. <laughs> if they roared, it's a fight. Usually they would run away. This third thing, oh, this is going to require sentience. I hate that. So I have two front doors besides the metal security door. PTSD for life! Uh, it's almost a little bit, just a little bit like a castle, right? The way that they would design castles in the entryway. It's all like, all right, motherfuckers, you can come in here, but you're all going to filter through here. We're going to kick you. We're going to kick you real good with arrows. Um, it's just a little bit like that. So I'm now flinging open doors and I fling open my front door after some effort, and I'm, I'm like, what? What do you want? But even before I can get the second thing out, the person is yelling at me, fire, fire. And I immediately turn around as though I had just walked past it. I, in, in my fear, I assume, small house that it is, and the fact that I have not been using any open flames or anything, the fire is, is coming from inside the house. And I turn and wheel back around, and the guys keep shouting at me, your neighbor, your neighbor, your neighbor's house. And my neighbor's house has been abandoned for some time. Uh, there have been homeless issues. I've, I've had some fun stories about that interactions with some not-so-fun stories. It's It's been living. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so there's no question in my mind which neighbor he means. Uh, and it's about this time that I look over and I realize, oh, it kind of looks like daylight a little bit because it's so fucking bright, right? <laughs> it's a fire fire. This person's legitimately terrified that I'm about to, to burn up. And I gotta say, I don't blame them now that I'm actually kind of keyed in. And I say, thank you. And then because I don't want to be rude, <laughs> and I go, I thought you were an intruder, I'm sorry. And here's a great thing. He's running off now to do whatever he's going to do in this situation. As he runs off, he goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just in that weird little... Neither of us is sorry. <laughs> Both of us is human. <laughs> neither, neither of us is really all that concerned with linguistic uh, forte. We're definitely, definitely not really all that concerned with being a nice person at the moment. You know, there's other concerns. And uh, one of my big worries this last year was, oh, the leg is not good enough that I can, I can reasonably, like, take care of myself or the cat if I'm in trouble. Just, just the truth. I have to risk it, and I have to hope for the best every day, which is not who I am, because if something bad enough happens, I'm in a lot of trouble, and I just have to play the odds. Very few people burn to death, so 
What are the odds that I am? <laughs> that was a real concern and a real fear. And then, very recently, I, I got it tested. And I, I passed. Um, but getting my wallet, I was in a robe at the time. So, like, getting dressed, like, I had to take off the boot. I had to take off my shoe. Had to put on the clothes, put on the boot, put on the shoe, get the cane again. Had to run, and I had to find the cat carrier. I had to get everything that I could. The flames are getting higher and higher. The fire department's already out, but the flames are getting higher and higher. And the house, again, because of the homeless, it's been completely plywood boarded up. And it is very difficult even for a city employee or a firefighter to get right in there. I know in the movies, they just they show you the firefighters getting right in and doors exploding. Uh, but I have now seen the city come out and an ambulance come out and what have you and try and get in there. And let me tell you, that is not how it's played out. So I am legitimately... Uh, I'm real worried. I'm real worried. And the fire is now at that level of fire that you can't really talk over it. Again, something you don't really see. They'll show you the fire is really loud when you're inside, but then it'll be outside and it's time for the actor's dialogue again. Uh, but in real life, it's very, very loud on the outside too, I think. It's, it drowns it out. It's much like just trying to talk next to a rushing river. And uh, it's, it's, it's just hard because my cat can't hear now. And I, had, I trained her with all these little things. Oh, kitty, 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 it's okay. And in fact, if you, if you, if you look up advice right now uh, on a cat and, and like what to do, <laughs> like the top advice is always talk in a soothing voice. <laughs> so in a... My, my very, very concerned and very, very worried old lady cat, um, I just had to grab her and I just had to shove her into the case, man. Right? Like, <laughs> worry about, we'll worry about patching it up on the other side. But it was hard. The look on her face and going outside and how, like, heavy she felt in that carrier after she saw the flames... Right? Her little screams. as a rough 10, 15 minutes. It felt like so much longer. As I just waited and just waited to make sure that, you know, the flames were, were not going to cross a barrier. And, and just powerless. Um, but the firefighters got the upper hand. Do you know? Do you know what the jaws of life are? If you don't, they're a piece of metal equipment. They're kind of a giant super clamp, super cutting clamp. I get. I think. I think a clamp is the tool that they're most like. It's not really my my thing, but they can open up a a metal car door like nothing, like nothing. They train. They train an average two to four. Two to four of those ladder dudes. Those EMT uh, subset having firefighter types on it, and they get right in there. They have the equivalent for wood, apparently, because they tried to get in with the normal shit. 
I've never seen a firefighter use an axe. That's what you always imagine, the firefighter with the fire axe. Never seen it. <laughs> never, never seen him use a fire axe. I've seen him use all kinds of fucking giant tools, but never an axe. Anyways, they get running. <laughs> Jaws of life, but for like plywood and wood and, you know, drywall and shit. And they, as soon as they could get in there and they got in there and handled it real quick. They they clearly weren't all that nervous or worried, even though that I was, you know, in retrospect, but this is a hard thing to tell in the moment, or at least for me. And then I just had to, you know, deal with it. Nine. That's it. It's over. It was clear it was over. There's three engines right outside the fire and then another down the street. Fourth one down the street took off. Right, because it didn't even unload the firefighters. It just turned off its life and turned off its lights and took off. And then fire engine three, it started, you know, it started calling those guys back. It's very clearly done. Right? But it's just over for me. And then I've just, it's hard because I think even if you don't have PTSD, you keep seeing the fire. Uh, but the difference is, is uh, it's like it's like the fire's just not gone, and not in a scary. I'm not as scared or anxious. My shoulders aren't up. Hopefully, you can hear that. Uh, but it's like, okay, but now we just have to be ready for that fire to come back at any time. It's a hard thing, because intellectually, logically, I know that not only can you not do that, but doing that doesn't really give you any more control. I gave, gave, again, if God wants to take you out, <laughs> have you ever seen the aftermath of an underground gas explosion? There's just, there's, I mean, it, you really, you have no control over these things. I know that. So intellectually, emotionally, and through therapy, I get that, and I'm repeating all the phrases, but it's hard. It's just a little bit difficult. And I don't want to come to you with excuses. I have, I have some lovely things for you and for patrons uh, for Valentine's Day. I've just been thrown a little bit off course, and this is why. Uh, because I did talk about the cat, because the cat is a big part of the story and all that. Uh, is the cat okay? Yes. She was a little tender and a little sore about the whole situation for about 12 hours. Uh, about, about a half, about a half a day. And... I thought we were 100%, but then when I picked up the cat carrier, ooh, she made some real quick movements. And again, she's an 18-year-old lady at this point, so she was letting me know exactly what she thought about that. But did she get some chicken? Absolutely. Yeah, a little bit of chicken. I, uh, I, I needed, after that, uh, I haven't ordered in in a while. I ordered, I, I ordered in after that. Ah... Uh, Ordered in after that, and I had no qualms. Normally, I order in, and I'm like, God, you know, this was very satisfying, but look what you could have bought grocery-wise. That would have been easy, and, and not this time, baby. I just took it in and took it real good. <sighs> I have other more gentle, more nice things to share with you. I promise I'm coming back. I promise I'm booting up just a little bit. A little bit of a 
a little bit of a snafu. The the health thing sucks, but you can't really. I mean, that's just why you need to be ahead. And I suck at that. But uh, just, just I promise, I promise, promise, promise. I'm here. I'm having fun with it again. I've been enjoying things. I've been enjoying doing commissions and the private side of things. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just about ready to pay it all off and pay it back. Um, but, yep, I'm sorry. Just let me shake her off. Let me try her again. Let me see you next week and be your Valentine's Day. What do you say? Yeah? Okay. Thank you very, very, very much for listening. Apologize that this is what you got. Uh, I am here. I am going to be consistent. You are going to hear more from me if you want to. And um, because I have not been able to turn my mind off, and because it is better to process things that you're feeling, at least that's what I'm told when you're in a state like this, uh, I am going to just kind of throw to a song as my outro. And um, if you've never heard it before, I hope you enjoy it. See you next week for Valentine's Day. I remember when I was a little girl and our house caught on fire. I'll never forget the look on my father's face as he gathered me in his arms and rushed through the burning building on the pavement. And I stood there, shivering in my pajamas, and watched the whole world go up in flames. And when it was all over, I said to myself, is that all there is to a fire? Is that all there is? Is that all there is? If that's all there is, my friends, then let's keep dancing. Let's break out the booze and have a ball. If that's all there is. And when I was 12 years old, my daddy took me to the circus, the greatest show on earth. There were clowns and elephants and dancing bears. And a beautiful lady in pink tights flew high above our heads. But as I sat there watching, I had the feeling that something was missing. I don't know what, but when it was all over, I said to myself, is that all there is to the circus? Is that all there is?
Is that 